Hello, and welcome to Stasis Pod, the Beast Machines podcast. I'm Rob. I'm Jen. I'm Alex. And I'm David. And this is our penultimate episode. Ooh, fancy words. SAT words. That's right, and we don't even have the SAT in Canada. Yeah, it's crazy. This is the... This is the second last episode, not only of Beast Machines, but of the entire Beast Era. Man, it's going to be the end of a Beast Era. It, yes. And by extension, the penultimate episode of the G1 saga. Kind of, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a good point, because, yeah, as we talked about Beast... I mean, they they both had connections to G1, uh Beast Machines a little more explicitly and directly, and, and yeah, this is the last one to be like that. Yeah. This is the last one before all fanfic started seeming less and less important, because <laughs> it, there wasn't just one universe it all took place in. Well, two. And certainly that's going to have consequences when we come to our last episode, but we will deal with that when we deal with it. Because now we're dealing with Endgame Part 2, When Legends <laughs> Fall. Uh, was When Legends Fall, was that also a Nine Inch Nails album? I, I do not believe so. It has to be somebody's album. I'm not going to you. <laughs> a trivial. I mean, it is kind of a Brad Pitt movie. It's an Amon Amarth album. That's, uh, that's Legends of the Fall, but close enough. <laughs> <laughs> oh, with a, it also has a connection to upcoming Transformers content, because it also had Anthony Hopkins in it. Oh, that's right. Oh, it has been said that Anthony Hopkins <laughs> says it has been said an awful lot in movie trailers. Many times, many ways, Merry Christmas. In a world where Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, this is uh, written by frequent uh, Beast Machines writer Stephen Melching. Yay! First aired April 26, 2000. And yeah, uh, previously on Beast Machines, uh, the big floating head got shot down and it was kind of all Rat Trap's fault. Yeah. Well, yeah, good job. Kind of. Had to save his girlfriend. Yeah, his g- surprise now he's his, she's his girlfriend. Girlfriend? Yeah, I mean they're 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 not telling anybody about it because it's vaguely horrifying. But <laughs> I feel like I and maybe it's because Transformers ships are are less of a rare and precious commodity now. But I feel like I I bought into that ship a lot more when it was new than yeah. I did on rewatching it. Because it was like, only our like second working ship. Yeah. I mean, even with RC, it was, like, not even very clear or explicit. Oh, oh yeah, and there was the all the Autobot ladies that were on Cybertron that were paired up with a different red robot in one episode that <laughs> never came back ever again, which... Yeah. Well, I guess we, we did also have uh, Airazor and Tigatron. Yes. Oh, right, I forgot about them, because they died. <laughs> and then they came back as one person, which is weird. Yes. And then they died. 
I guess then they died a second <laughs> yeah. time. Oops. Sorry, you're not coming back for, for, for Beast Machines, Blue Man oh. Kuma. But he's so great. That's okay. He, he had been, to go do some Gundam stuff. And he would have been very appropriate for Beast Machines. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so, uh, yeah, the, this has crashed. The generals initially assume that everybody died, but Megatron, thanks to his connection to the, uh, the Oracle, can still sense primal spark. Also, because seriously, any time it seems like every, how many times in this series has it seemed like everyone died? Uh, repeatedly. And, and they didn't. Many. I mean, Four? like they thought Megatron was dead two episodes ago, and yeah, I think Megatron's just being, uh, genre savvy. <laughs> oh, when Tankor faked his death. Yeah. And then when Primal also died. And then Megatron died earlier in the season, but he was actually Savage Noble. Yeah. Mm. A lot of death fake outs on this. Yeah, seriously. It's like, it's a thing. Hmm. They like digging from that well. <laughs> yeah. The well of all sparks. <laughs> so yeah, I, I think basically Megatron just realizes that no one is actually dead forever on this show. So Megatron says, you know, go there, get the sparks, kill the Maximals. And he also wants his new body completed. Oh, yeah, it's like Megatron in a diagnostic drone ordering around other diagnostic drones. Yes. I am your king, diagnostic drones. <laughs> yes, it's yep. pretty adorable. And the yes is back. Yes. 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 <laughs> it's pretty. It's pretty good. Makes me happy. I write it in my notes every time. So while they're doing this, the Viacons, uh, they, you know, they initiate field repairs, which I'm not entirely sure what that entails, as I don't know. They it's, don't have, like, dedicated medics, as far as I know. And what did they take damage from during the last episode? Well, some of the, the, yeah, but they're repairing the drones, which is a new thing. Normally they don't care about the drones, but I guess... Well, I guess yeah. because they blew up the drone factory in the last episode, so they only have the drones they have right now. Can't yeah, make any more right now. Which, in a way, seems weird. It's like, I always assumed they had lots of factories. I guess it's just the closest one. Yeah, maybe the other ones thing. aren't close enough that they could supply them in time to enact this plan. I also thought it was strange that the blueprints the diagnostic drone was holding do not match what we had eventually see. No, they look a little blockier, I guess, to save the surprise a little. Yeah, <laughs> if if anything, they kind of look like Optimus Prime. Yeah, yeah they do look like Optimus Prime. We don't get a yeah, good shot I of the chest or the head, well. but the, the limbs are very Optimus Prime, or sound wave proportions. Yeah. So, surprise, the Maximals have not, have not uh, perished. They're all alive, and uh, in fact... Things aren't too bad aboard the giant head, except they have no power. So they are sitting ducks once, uh, once the Viacons, uh, get back up to speed. Yeah, they're, they're in good enough spirits to be flirting. Yeah, because, uh, Botanica busts through the floor, and she tells me, you know, I found a power conduit down there so we can turn stuff back on. And Rattrap is overjoyed to see her because she's got a power supply. <laughs> Oh, it's not convincing. Nobody's buying it, Rat Trap. No. It, it's a greatly constructed line, though. It lets him, like, realize what he's saying halfway through and try to cover for it. Yeah, saying yeah, it out loud in a room full of everybody else. So it's time to have a 
fixing stuff montage. A team montage, yep. yay! Oh, also nitpick. We got a really weird uh, motorcycle taking off stock sound effect for Rat Trap as he goes off to do the repairs before the montage. That was weird. Huh. And yeah, Black Rack and Silverbolt have a little a uh, little moment in there. He's decided to stop being a jerk. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Very, very proud of him. <laughs> He's also note. decided to do a really crappy job of welding. <laughs> yeah, well, that wasn't very good. He didn't even go as far down on the second side as he did on the first. Yeah, I, I noticed that. Was that a was... multi-part door together. He was distracted. I mean, he is way worse than that Jennifer Beals. <laughs> and 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 he has. His... That was the the line. I'm sorry, I have to get my my cat off my notes here. <laughs> no matter what happens, we will be together forever, which is kind of kind of adorable, but also given the circumstances, a little bit grim. Well, uh, apparently, I watched the commentary after I watched these episodes. There was supposed to be an extra scene in there of like some gallows humor, where they're talking about, uh, you know, well, when they die, what they're going to get recycled into. Uh huh. So I assume that uh, Black Rag and Silverbolt were going to talk about how they were going to re- be recycled into two things that uh, are counterparts of each other. A washer Aww. and a dryer. <laughs> that's not romantic. That's boring. Well, they're really together. What else, what else appliance-wise would you stick together on? Uh, how about a nut and a bolt? I, well, <laughs> Woohoo! That's a little on point. That's racy. That would be a really big <laughs> nut and bolt. Yes. I mean, you know, look at that giant floating head. That probably has huge nuts and yeah, bolts. I guess so. <laughs> Would not be unprecedented for a Transformers toy to have huge nuts in the Beast Era. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Japan. Oh, Michael Bay. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, Michael Bay made him bigger. That's even worse. They dangled. So anyway, while this is going on, Primal is shirking his uh, welding duties and goes down to the uh, the the uh, chamber, the Sparquarium, to uh, <laughs> confer with the Oracle one last time. Because he knows the show has not been picked up for renewal. Yes. Yeah. Um, I do like the finality of this, though. Yeah. yeah. So you know, he has a vision, and the Oracle tells him that you already you already have the wisdom, along with the strength of your convictions, and also he gets. A spark window? <laughs> yeah, that, yes. That's a little weird, but I, I listened to the commentary too. Apparently that was Hasbro's idea. Yeah, that's super weird. Yeah. Well, that was like, well, at the time, remember, they had the little sparks on the toys. Yeah. That's true. So it's and a toyetic idea. They were trying to play up. It just, it doesn't, it doesn't seem like a good idea to have an exposed spark. No. Like, on a toy. Oh, that looks cool. In, in actual practice in a story. Oh, that's a spot to stab. And also the placement of Black Arachne is, is very Power Girl. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and when she shows it, she's like holding her boobs open. Yeah, it's, it's, it's uh, like she's a guyver pulling her chest apart to shoot her weapons. Let's be fair, Optimus is a very Power Girl too. Yeah. This is true. Well, pretty yeah. much most of them are like that. Rattrap's is a little higher. Well, and also Rattrap has like that weird exposed rib cage chest, yeah. so it's just kind of weird. Yeah. Man, that design is weird. Looks cool on Primal and Geo. Yes, it does. 
And then I can't tell if Botanica has one or not. She already had it, is the thing. It wasn't like a window, though. She was just kind of, like, translucent. Yeah, it was translucent. You could sort of see it in there, and it's just a little brighter. And we see that it doesn't... She doesn't seem to have the powers that accompany it. She doesn't use them anyway. No. Yeah. Well, we'll discuss that, but there may be a good reason for that, uh, you, which I will. We, we skipped the little scene where Botanica and Rat Trap are also working on the ship. And, and by working of, on the ship, we mean flirting. Yes, they're heavily <laughs> flirt. They're trying to work, and, and they talk to each other. Then they look away to get back to whatever they were doing. Then they look at each other again. Then the camera cuts, and I have to just assume it's pre-final battle boinking happens off screen. Oh. Aww. Horrifying. Just <laughs> horrifying. No, Where are all the little baby gray apples going to come from? Oh, that's, that, that is Cronenbergian. <laughs> uh, no. That's, that's no. the kind of thing Sam Neill walks in on. <laughs> I still have <laughs> So, yeah, and so all the other Maximals get this, and it's the, the power of Cybertron sparks behind them, question mark. I think it's supposed See, to be like their spark is linked to other sparks somehow. It's like not an extra spark, I guess. I don't know. It's, it's weird. Not explained. In no. in late 90s anime, this is the, the point that was pretty much came to be known as glowing and crashing into things. <laughs> It's vaguely vaguely spiritual. We don't have to explain it. Yeah, and that's honestly kind of a bad habit of anime forever, but especially at at this time period, especially, you know, because Dragon Ball Z was really popular around then. I mean, it's always been popular, but it was, like, actually having new episodes translated and stuff. And, yeah, glowing and crashing into things was was kind of a... I I feel that this ending was very anime-influenced. Accidentally anime? Because the commentary, they mentioned Hasbro told them to add sparks and stuff. But the problem was they'd written pretty much every episode and it started animating them so they could only wedge it in at the end. Mm-hmm. So, well, yeah, still they start glowing and crashing into yeah. things in a little bit. Yes. I mean, we'll get to that. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, Primal gives them, you know, one last big speech and then it's time for one last giant floating Megatron head. Oh, oh yeah. Primal gives a good speech yeah. about the key to victory, which just gave me a flashback to Gal Gygar next episode previews. Uh, there was one line that I kind of thought seemed egregious, mm-hmm. saying that there was nobody he'd rather have with him now than this group. I'm kind of like, I think there's a few people you might want to add. Like, it would be nice to have Rhinox back. Yeah. Well, yes, but you can't make people think that, well, you know, it would be great if we had Rhinox and Tigatron, but we don't, so suck it up. Yeah. Well, he... It's, it's at least partially true. I love them, all you guys, and Rhinox. <laughs> like that's implied when he says most things now. Yeah. See, I'm, the the giant wireframe head of Megatron pops up. Says, oh, you know, surrender now, and you won't suffer. Oh, he says, surrender your Spocks, and the nightmare will end. <laughs> and it's cool that the projector effect actually seems to have some aspect of actually projecting and not just being a wireframe head in the air. Yes. At least when it's mm-hmm. turning on and off. Mm-hmm. But the Maximals, of course, they're not going down without a fight. And we get a big fight montage. 
And it's really weird because there's no sound effects. I really like that. Yeah, it's, it's, and, and it's, the theme, it's sort of like, it's slowed down and sadder. It's it's almost a love dirge version of the fighting music. Yes. Oh, and I I did forget to mention, before this, they do turn on the shields briefly, but, uh, they've forgotten the beauty of drone warfare, which is that you can just send your drones to crash into the shield until they break. Yeah. <laughs> the Rattrap at least did learn a trick from the Borg. Yes. Oh, yeah. Cycling the shield frequencies. Yes. <laughs> Very Borg. Oh, and we get to see jet drones again. Jet drones and tank seconds. drones. Well, we've seen tank drones every once in a while. Yeah, we haven't seen jet drones, I think, since uh, Jetstorm became Silverbolt. Yeah, they, they just disappeared. The tank drones we've seen three or four times. But, yeah, it's nice to see a jet drone, and then, then they just get blown. So yeah, this this is a really good fight scene, and then we get to see one more kind of drones, the 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 uh, mole drones. Yay, the mole drones! Which I'm at this point, I'm kind of sad we never actually got to see them transform. It's I would like, have loved I, a mole general. Yeah, that would have been nice. <laughs> I mean, that's that's kind of like a fanfic waiting to happen. Yeah. Oh God, if they'd had another season and they actually did a mole general, who is not only a Mole drone general, but also a mole inside the Maximals at one point. Uh-huh. <laughs> and he transforms into a robot with a mole face. Oh, this is all the best. I mean, he's got like those kind of snow goggles, like uh, like the Mole Man uh, who fights the Fantastic Four. <laughs> all of this is acceptable. <laughs> so yeah, the the mole drones uh, bust into the uh, the Techno Organic Orchard and just start. Uh, Wood-chippering the trees. It's harvest time. It's, yeah. yeah, they got some, it's not good. It's, it's pretty messed up. And of course this affects Botanica, because in this group of planeteers, she is heart. <laughs> yes. But Although yes, I is. guess in this case, uh, the leader is the monkey, not just something they own. <laughs> oh. Not just a pet. Wah, wah. So what's, What's Night Scream's element then? Angst? Ah, uh, yeah. Clearly the stupid. Wait, American. no, I, I think actually, I think he's heart, and then um, uh, Botanic is like Whoopi Goldberg. But, that works. Yeah. His element is sucking. <laughs> Let's be honest. His element is and I mean, sucking. Much like much like the guy, the heart guy, he had a uh, he had a pet. Yes. So there's a werewolf dragon, which is cooler than a monkey. It's a lot cooler than a monkey, I, I gotta admit. Uh, so yeah, Botanica senses this via the, the plant force, and so Night Scream heads down there with her, and Rattrap, of course, volunteers. Of course he does. Because you're not fooling anybody, Rattrap. No, he gives them, he gives Primal the best puppy dog eyes, though. Yeah, he and Primal share a good look there, I like that. <laughs> So while that's happening, uh, we get uh, what I like to call the tank ball special. <laughs> yes, some uh, was it helicopter drones? Yes, heli-drones carrying three tank drones, just sort of t- chuck them through the uh, the eye of the <laughs> crashed head. Uh, at which point, a dare started playing in my head. <laughs> yeah. It's it's a recurring that thing that I kind of always love when things get thrown through giant robot head eyes. Is that a recurring thing? I think that's happened literally twice. No, I'm, well, I'm pretty sure it happened one, at least once in the Unicron trilogy. 
Yeah, and it's happened good. in the comics. Yeah. True. Those tanks do not fall right. No. This episode reveals that they were not working with any kind of physics simulation. I think. No. Kind of just flying. So, yeah, the, uh, so Primal chases after these tank drones uh, back underground. Bo- uh, Botanica and uh, and the boys fight the uh, tank drones, who are not only, or the mole drones, who are not only grinding up the uh, plants, they're also flame-throwing them when, so when, that they will totally destroy the DNA. When did they yeah. get the ability to shoot napalm? That was, man, that was, that was crazy. But why yes. do you think they exploded in giant balls of napalm when they were what well, Everything ball- explodes in giant balls of napalm. <laughs> maybe everything Goodness has that gracious. capability. Yeah, maybe it's just <laughs> not that useful. It's like, oh... You're shooting me with fire that is actually below the temperature that I'm affected by. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oops. Oh. So they have to save it for specific uses like this. Though then that makes you wonder why they put it on there at all. R- Rat Trap quotes Rekgar, sort of. <laughs> oh, right, he's talking about the, uh, the, the smooth handling. handling. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh. New sleek, sexy, junky on planet. With Turbo, I haven't seen that movie in long, in a while. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's about to. For... <laughs> I'm always up for a rewatch. Oh, maybe I'll do that for Christmas. Oh, that's not a bad idea. I should do that for Christmas, except I'll be visiting relatives, so I should force everyone to do that for Christmas. Well, you listen to the <laughs> that's the worst Christmas gift of all. <laughs> No, the worst Christmas gift of all was when I took Dark of the Moon there. Oh, no. Actually, I think the worst Christmas gift of the year was actually the year I got Supreme Cheetor. Yeah, that's not great either. Surprise, he's not good. Look, my father was is a big Leonard Nimoy fan. I figure he should oh. he should see Dark of the Moon. I mean, Nimoy was good in that movie. Yeah. Though, though the uh, that that one particular line about the needs of the many, my dad was just like, "How dare they!" <laughs> he was like genuinely offended, and so he so, should have been. Yeah, so so there are worse things to force your family to watch than than the original Transformers movie, such as any of the more recent Transformers movies. <laughs> All right. Uh, meanwhile, Megatron's new body is at last complete. <gasps> What's it a redeco of? It's not even a redeco. No, it isn't. A slight got, re- got, got a new head remold. And only yeah. the face. I was trying I just... to remember if, like, I had seen that at any, uh, I'm sure someone did one of those for one of the BotCon art shows. Somebody oh, yeah. That, that has to have been a thing. So anyway, uh, Primal is chasing these tank drones. Yeah, he, he fights one and destroys it. And it, it's a good chase scene here. Yeah. Sort of going through the uh, these tunnels of the, the big floating head. I'm still bugged by the enshrouded by Spark Zero Foley music. It's weird action sequences. I, I am totally okay with it. It's, it's a neat touch. And I see where they were going with them, but it just sort of felt weird to me. It's like, it yeah. seems like you should at least hear them talking. Yeah. Like even if the sound effects of what's going on are muted. No, I, uh-huh. I don't know. It's, I like the idea. It's like something is just, just a hair off. Like music needs to be slower. The, the motion needs to be slower. 
something something about it. It's just it's a good idea. It like needs another edit. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, it's a moot point because things are about to get really stupid. <laughs> yeah. Because as he's about to fight these two tank drones, a giant spark forms around him like a hamster ball. <laughs> he starts doing kung fu moves, and then he just starts bouncing all over the place like a super ball. It's time for super monkey ball. Which is probably my main problem. <laughs> like The fact that he just glows and jumps in the air and does like a Dragon Ball Z anime karate pose thing, that's fine. But then he switches to three different ones really quickly, and they look progressively <laughs> dumber. Like, why yes. he's just flying head first? Like, he's doing a spear at somebody. He's doing an M. Bison Psycho Crusher. Yeah. And, which, it doesn't quite gel with what he's doing to the tank drones, because they're just, like, pinballing, like like a video game. They're just bouncing off the walls and smacking into them. But he's glowing, and he's crashing into things. Yeah, like... If it yeah. cut, like, every time he hits something, there was a quick flash of, like, a different karate pose, and then it hits something else, that might work. Mm-hmm. Like, Is he just playing Connect Dance Central inside the ball <laughs> to make the ball go? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, this is happening to all the other Maximals, and they are all doing the same thing with the, the goofy poses. <sighs> yeah, yeah, to varying degrees. Including Rat Trap. I don't think Rat Trap does as many posts. We just kind of cut to like a, a head and torso shot because I assume whatever he's doing with his limbs looks ridiculous. <laughs> There's only so many things he can do with his wheel legs. Yeah. Yes. And we do not see Botanica doing it. No. This is possible because she either already had the thing or they realized that with her weird stump torso... Any poses she would do would look super dumb. <laughs> yeah, there's even, even dumber than Rat Trap, yeah. Yes. yes. Rat Trap at least has a tail to wiggle over. <laughs> so yeah, they're just going sick house on these drones, but because Megatron still has partial control over the Oracle, he shuts that thing down. And he shuts it down, is it like a residual self-image thing of his body that he's been trying to have fixed the whole time? Yes, that was weird, but I guess, you know... We'll use this model one more time. I mean, I get the point of showing Megatron as Megatron again, not the drone, but that does seem like the wrong choice of model. It seems like maybe an artifact of what you were talking about earlier, about Hasbro kind of making this a last-minute ask after everything was written and already in the works. Yeah. I mean, that's not how we want to reveal his new body, and then having him in the diagnostic drone would look silly. Yeah, I feel like they should have used his first body from the beginning of Beast Wars. Or the second or his, uh, maybe just like his disembodied spark. Although that might be or his weird. head. Just yeah, or just yeah, the head that he used to make the threat earlier. Yeah. 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 That yeah, that probably would have been better if they, they just used the Grand Maul talking. But the, you kinda need him imposing his hands, so you gotta use something. Cause he wait, is that the scene where he grabs the ring? Ah, the ring. The the the, the Oracle yeah. ring thingy with the sparks are. Yeah, uh, no, no, that's the next, that's the next I'm, episode. I'm kind of curious, like, so it's this Megatron head on this Optimal Optimus body. Mm-hmm. Oh, spoilers. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, let's just get to the point. It's, it's op op body, yeah, what about it? Yeah. Where did that Megatron head come from? That is a very good question, especially since it's scarred. Yes, that was like... 
did he build it scarred or? <laughs> and it still has like the uh, fangs on the side of the head from the Transmetal 2 version, so. Yeah. I think it might actually just be his old head. But the problem with that is he was turned to dust. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe they're, they had a spare? I think that Megatron would absolutely like put a scar on it, like if he made himself <laughs> a new head in this sort of situation, he would totally just put a scar on it for dramatic purposes. Yeah, it's yes. Just, for other people, he look weird. Yeah. Mm. So anyway, they they they've lost their crazy superpowers. We cut to Cheetor, who has just massacred a bunch of drones and is out of breath, which is a neat... I, I like that. Yeah. yeah. And he's got to deal with all three of the Viacon generals. <laughs> well, oh, no. except, well, I, well, I guess first, Thrust is after Silverbolt. Yeah. Okay. He keeps calling yeah. Jetstorm. I yeah. like that so yeah, that's Jetstorm. The first time he says that he calls him a traitor and calls him Jetstorm, and then Silverbolt gets pissy about it, so then he's like, Jetstorm. He's like, he had to find out that this upset him first, and then he was like, really playing It's it. like he's taunting him from the bleachers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he, he drops a radio tower on Silverbolt. Obsidian takes out, uh, Black arachnia oh. from behind. Yeah, he hits a lady. It's not right. Although her, I mean, it, her reaction uh, as she gets hit is really good because all of her eyes pop open. Yes. I mean, Stryko would clearly think less of him if he would not hit a girl. This is <laughs> true. true. They'd probably have serious relationship issues. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Cheetor lures the, uh, uh, Cheetor lures the generals into the, uh, into the big floating head, eventually in a chamber. They're, Before they, you know, they go to the chamber, they like open fire on Cheetor and he's defending himself, but it's just like after they've fired enough bullets, an explosion gets caused. It's like yes. they're using the Needler from Halo. <laughs> yeah, they eventually realize they're in like the engine chamber. And so Cheetor, with a pretty dumb one-liner, oh, it's- turns the anti-gravity generators online. It's- Thrust ha- the is worst clever enough to get out of the way. The worst one liner ever. The line in question is, why don't you lighten up? Yeah, it's like, like for for all we've praised Cheetor as if he's evolving as a character, this scene is like the worst pun he's ever made. There is a worse thing next episode, but it's not from Cheetor. Yeah, no, so. it's yeah, it's clearly a trait of leadership in this setting. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but this is our final. Damn it, Cheetor. Oh my <laughs> god, it's dad uh, jokes. Yeah. Yes. They're making uh. dad jokes because they're the dad. Yes. And, and when Cheetor had to start becoming the dad, he had to start making dad jokes. He had to take on the matrix of dad joke leadership. <laughs> yes. To light our daddest hour. <laughs> oh, that was just extra egregious because, like, Leading up to that, like, the lighting in the engine room is all green, so the vehicons look different and dynamic in there. And It yep. looks super cool. And while they're, they're hovering and rolling in, Thrust is going, here, kitty, 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 here, kitty, kitty, kitty. It's actually kind of menacing. Yes. Yeah. It's the, probably the most menacing soft. Thrust has ever been. It's like, he's been yes. cool before, but this is actually, like, threat. Well, yeah. it, it helps that he has two bigger vehicons right behind him. 
Yes. Yeah. But, oh, no, turns out Team Obstrike is blasting off again. Uh, yeah, they just get <laughs> shot literally into space. And con- uh, the consorts are chucked into orbit, and we see them floating around Cybertron, and that is the last we see of them. That is a series wrap for Obsidian and Stryka, although they were supposed to be in the last episode. We'll get to that uh, in, in the next episode summary. Yeah, that'll probably be a conversation. Yeah. Meanwhile, Megatron is alive. Yes. Of course he is. <laughs> Big Bob? Oh. Well, but before that, uh, we got, we gotta get the Cheetor V thrust. Oh, right. Thrust has a spark extractor, but then he just tosses it aside. He's gotta, he's gotta beat Cheetor up with his bare, weird claw hands. <laughs> I don't know if that makes it harder or easier. The Big bludgeons? Maybe? I mean, the, well, that's well, not in the series. He uses his weird uh, <laughs> grappling hook thing. Yeah. Which is his hand. But then Cheetor grabs the spark extractor and sucks the spark out of uh, Thrust. That's cheating. I mean, he's evil. It's not. It's fine. He brought it. <laughs> but he, he's Waspinator. Dire circumstances and all that. Oh. He's only kind of Waspinator. Waspinator loses spark again. All right, there's already happened with Waspinator. Well, we... And this is the last we see of Thrust, technically. Yeah. As Thrust, yeah. And, like, he actually has a re- reaction shot after his spark is ripped out, which is kind of weird. Like I he- figure maybe there's just, like, a connection there that lasts for a little bit. Yeah. I mean, we do see, previously, them having their sparks halfway, three-quarters of the way, like, entirely out of their body, but still kind of clinging to it. Yeah, like Black Rachnia so, earlier got hers taken out and then, like, shoved back in. There's like a quantum trail. Sure. Yay. Technobabble back to uh, <laughs> Beast Wars Season 2 premiere. Yes. So, yeah, Cheetor has actually beaten all three of the Viacon Generals single-handedly. Yeah. Cheetor's come a long way. Good job. And he did it by outwitting two of the greatest generals in uh, Transformer history. And Waspinator. Yeah. And also Waspinator. <laughs> yeah. I was impressed that they did so much uh, grappling in the Cheetor thrust fight. Yeah. Normally they kind of stay away from that because it's weird to actually do collisions between characters in yeah. this kind of 3D. Well, I did think it looked pretty good, though. Yeah, it, did, yeah. Well, it, was, it was mostly just like Cheetor had thrust in a chokehold, so they were just holding that pose and moving around it. Uh-huh. And, and hey, somebody else is here? Big bot? It's not. No. No, it's not. It's Megatron. Dun, dun, dun. Well, it's sort of Mega Steintron. He's huge. <laughs> does that mean he has huge guts? He does. So yeah, it's, it's Megatron, and he is in the optimal Optimus body with a Megatron face. Yeah, and still wearing the optimal Optimus like helmet over his face. Yeah. yeah, and his spark is in his little cockpit. Yeah, and where did that head come from? I'm surprised. I'm, I'm not sure if I'm surprised they kept the colors or not. It makes sense as a kind of uh, rubbing it in kind of thing, but it seems like yeah. it's almost a missed opportunity to not do it up in a different color scheme that screams Megatron. Like yeah. doing it entirely in a different color scheme. As Megatron would be cool, but it, w- it wouldn't do the echoing of next episode, which is primal versus opposite primal. I, 
Like, if they changed one of the colors to purple, like the blue or something, just to denote it's slightly different, I think it would have been better. And uh, they were selling an Optimal Optimus uh, recolor right around this time. Oh? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Primal Prime. They were, oh. more or less, they were kind of selling it. Yeah, I mean, that, that was super hard to come by, right? Yeah, I ended up having to get mine at, like, some random independent toy store in some mall in some random town outside of uh, Detroit. And I know a lot of people had to get them off Amazon. Like, I'm pretty sure most people got them off Amazon because they did not get any real distribution. And this was back when buying stuff off Amazon was not just what you did when you wanted a thing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that was that was definitely a point in toy collecting where ordering things online was a fallback. Yes. That was your your plan I don't know, F or something. It usually wasn't plan B even. And as a toy collector, being willing to buy stuff online made you an outlier. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's true. So as he's confronting Primal uh, cycle drones with spark extractors are just coming out of nowhere, and they are spark extracting all of the Maximals. Everybody's dead, oh no! Really quickly yep, in a montage. I guess these are the titular uh, legends who are falling. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, it, it can't be Obsidian and Striker because they didn't... Well, I guess they fell up. <laughs> yeah, because... They did the opposite different. of falling. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Anti-gravity, it's falling up, basically. I, I I appreciate how pedantic that that interpretation is. It makes me happy. All right, so that is, and uh, yeah, everybody's dead. Primal is the last Maximal alive. Oh. To be continued. Undone. Not continued. To be concluded. Yes, because coming up next, the last episode of Beast Machines. The last episode of the Beast Era. The last episode of the G1 cartoon continuity. I can't deal with it. I can't deal with that right now. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, Ultra Magnus colors would have been moved. Yeah. So, yeah, this this was... I really enjoyed this episode. I thought the action scenes were really good. Uh, I liked the fighting. Like, the... the, Not just the action scenes, but I thought the the final fight with uh, Cheetor and Thrust was good. Uh, it was nice to see Megatron hamming it up again. <laughs> yes. And I even thought oh, there yeah. was a, a poignancy to the uh, to Primal's last communication with the Oracle. Yeah. Just the, the realization yeah. that this is the end. Of everything. Yes. A lot of fun action, a few fun character moments. Still not sold on that Black Rack Botanica thing, but uh, you can't yeah. win them all. Um, and also, of course, the Super Botanica. Monkey Ball thing is super dumb, but it doesn't last as long as I remember it lasting. Yeah. Yeah. Thankfully, it, it's not that. Lo- it's. I. I like the drop down. The dropped out sound and voice and the music. But it, yeah. Thankfully, it is short because it's not quite right enough. Well, I assume without the dropped out music, they just all be doing like Dragon Ball Z yells. Yeah. It's. Yeah. Most that of them do yells on Dragon Ball Z. Well, I mean, yeah, I was gonna say it. Ian Corlett would certainly be used to that. Yeah, it's Scott this McNeil. I'm sure all of these guys were on Dragon Ball Z at one point. Probably, yeah. Like, like, I think what was of, Gary Shulk? Maybe he was the farmer that shouted and got shot by Raditz. <laughs> maybe. Or, no, I think it was Scott. Anyway. <laughs> I was going to say, that 
That seems like something that's, you know, someone who's already there recording. Uh, let's see. But yeah, this this was good. It could have been better, but it could have also been worse. It, it does a lot in a short span of time. Uh, it says that he was King Gurumas in Dragon mm-hmm. Ball Z. Okay, then. That's some, is it, does it say that it's from one of the movies? That yes, like... Curse of the Blood Rubies. <gasps> oh. Okay. I, 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 I don't know anything about Dragon it, Ball Z. It was, no, it Dragon Ball movie. Oh. Not Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, that's, that's better. I like Dragon yeah. Ball because Goku is adorable. Yeah, Blood Rubies yeah. is pretty fun. And actually can. He also had multiple recurring roles on Double Dragon. <laughs> oh. Anyway. Is that cartoon any better than the movie? I mean, it would kind no. of happen, right? Well, yeah, oh, okay, better. Yeah, the movie's so shit. Why are we talking about Double Dragon? Excellent question. Beast all right, so, so until next week, you can find us all over the internet. We are on Twitter, we are on Tumblr, and we are on Facebook. And we are hosted by IaconUnderground.net, uh, where we have a Patreon set up to help us with various costs of doing a podcast. You can help us on Patreon.com slash IaconUnderground. And you can also find us on iTunes and Google Play. Yes. So uh, if you download us from either of those places, please rate and review us. And uh, I'll also get an additional plug here for an article on BuzzFeed, uh, How Reboot Predicted the Future But Got Left Behind. It's about uh, mainframe animation. And it only brings up Beast Wars a couple of times. But, uh, you know, it's an interesting look at uh, early 90s Canadian computer animation. And it's, it's worth a read. We'll put a link to that on the Facebook page. So please join us next time for Endgame Part 3, Seeds of the Future. We're getting buried in the past. Until then, I'm Rob. I'm Jen. I'm Alex. And I'm David. And I'm and buried all of in us the past. But Rob is dead. Me the Optimus Primal? That's oddly flattering. <laughs> I have to be the girl. I guess now there are two girls, so... I assume it's largely due to Three my girls. pursuitness. That's, yeah, that's a good point. Yes. Three girls? Well, oh, Striker. Yeah, yes, but you're, you're not one of the bad guys. Yeah, that's the thing is, you know, she's a bad guy. Not bad, she's just in charge. Well, in orbit. You know, <laughs> you know <laughs> in charge, in orbit. We may line up better with the cast of Robots in Disguise. Yeah, yeah. Um, wait, that means I'm Fix-It. Everybody <laughs> likes Fix-It. I hate really? Fix-It. What? I like Fix-It. He's annoying. His toy, it's adorable. Uh, I don't have the toy, I just, I just have his, 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 his stupid <laughs> vocal mannerism. <thing>. Aww. <laughs>
I, I hate vocal ticks. Oh, that, that's actually weird. I hate vocal ticks in English. I like them in Japanese. Oh. Well, what about uh, Megatron saying yes at the end of sentences? Well, that's not really a vocal tick. That, that's being death's head. <laughs> I, was, I was going to say in Japanese and with Megatron, those are almost more catchphrases than vocal tics. <laughs> like, yeah. they're just on the... They're, like, on the bubble between those two. Yeah. So how about that thing like when Warpath in Generation 1 makes sound effects? Oh, my God. You mean how he oh. has Tourette syndrome because he's a tank with a turret? Oh, my oh, God. That's <laughs> that is horrible. I don't know if that's actually what it is, but, but I... But that's how it it's works, one of, yeah. It's one of those things like Blur being called Wally in the dub where <laughs> it just seems to make so much sense yeah, it's, it's, that you can't imagine any other reason for it. Wait, why is he called Wally in the dub? We think that it probably, there was some confusion over the name Wally Burr showing up in things. Oh. <laughs> That's the only thing I can think of, is that they got Burr and yes. Blur confused. Because <laughs> his oh. name is in the credits of every episode. It's Yeah. So it makes sense, and that's why it's weird. Wait, so does that mean that uh, Blur also killed Orson Welles? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe he did. Orson Welles was gonna die. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it was like, it was like 40 years of overeating that killed Orson Welles. Yeah. Oh, you or could make a case for being exposed to the sheer weaponized cynicism of Transformers as a franchise may have had a contributing element to it. <laughs> well, this is yeah. true. Yeah. I mean, uh, Robert Stack lived for like another 15 years. Yeah. Oh, come on, is, uh. He still had <laughs> mysteries to solve. Oh, this is true. Um, I mean, you know, is is Transformers any worse than, uh, you know, uh, wine commercials? Or were Frozen Peas actually a thing he did an ad for, or was that <laughs> yes. just the critic? Yes. That is not just the critic. That is not just – that is something that uh, – oh, God, what's his name? Maurice LaMarche. That is something Maurice LaMarche does as his vocal warm-up for the brain. Every time he does that voice, <laughs> and it is based on an actual Orson Welles recording. Okay. Oh man! I, I knew that it was based on a corn. I couldn't remember if it was actually for frozen peas. It is verbatim. Uh, did he uh, also do fish sticks? Fish sticks is new. Okay. Oh yes, I have. There's a French fry caught in my beard. <laughs> God damn it! 